Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Okay, why don't we pray and ask the Lord to speak to us. Father, we thank you, Lord, that today we will learn your word. We ask you, Lord, to teach us. You are our teacher. We depend on the Holy Spirit to shine the light of God's truth from heaven into our heart. And we want to receive your word into our innermost being. And we want to mix your word with faith so that we will be productive and we will do what you say, Lord. Help us to understand. Help us to practice what we learn. And we will not forget what you say today, Lord. It will stay in our spirit, our bone and marrow. Every part of our life will be filled with your word. And you send your word to heal us. So we believe, Lord, that your word will heal all kinds of issues in our life that we need to have restoration and healing, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to talk about different kind of tests, and there are many kind of tests recorded in the Bible. And this is one of them. Actually, we, I wrote the lesson 15 tests. This is one of the 15 tests that we need to understand. And this one called the vision test. The vision. We are not talking about putting the eyeglasses on and try to see things clearly from the physical point of view, but we are talking about spiritual vision. In other words, we are living in the physical world, but there is also spiritual world out there. And in the spiritual world, we know that there is the Almighty God that we worship and we serve, and there is also Satan with his uh, servant, demons and fallen angels. Being a Christian and a servant of God, we need to have a spiritual eyesight. We need to see things from the spiritual perspective. And this is something that people who don't know God, the ungodly, will not have that spiritual eyesight. They cannot see what is in the heart of God. But as Christians, we need to grow and develop the clarity and the depth of the spiritual vision. Definitely, we, in this room while we are listening, we all have different depth of spiritual vision, of the understanding and revelation from God. As a servant of God, the deeper, the clearer, the spiritual purpose of God, the plans of God for ourselves and for our chief or for our church or for our nation, the better we can serve God. So we need to grow and develop and learn and be sensitive to hear from the Holy Spirit and from the understanding of the Word of God, the vision of God. God sent tests to show us where we are in this matter, how deep 
our spiritual vision is. What is the depth of our understanding? So God gonna send the test to wake us up so that we can seek more and receive deeper revelation and understanding of the vision of God. I look back. I served God for almost 30 years now, actually 30 years. I look back in the early stage of my Christian walk, my spiritual vision or my spiritual understanding, my spiritual eyesight was very short. I see only a thing close to me, but I did not see things further. But as years go by, I see more and more and more. And even lately, I feel inside my spirit that I even see deeper than last year. In the spiritual vision, God going to help us to have a clear spiritual eyes of faith, to see God's will, God's desire, God's purpose for this world and for His people. God will allow people to come against us. God will allow negative or contrary circumstances to come through us, to come by us, in order to wake us up. So this test is not fun, because we're going to face discouragement, some resistance, opposition, persecution, or people may talk against us, so that we will wake up. We will begin to cry out to God and depend on God, so that our heart will be open enough to receive more understanding and revelation. So in this test, God will help us to be able to see the spiritual needs of people in this generation. Actually, in all generation, but we are living in this generation. The test help us to also see the answer of their needs. Everyone say spiritual needs. Everyone say answers. And then we learn how to resist and overcome the opposition and adversity with the tenacity in our spirit to go through until we overcome it. So it really helps us to build our character and our spiritual maturity and deep understanding of God's way. The vision test will help us to see how shallow we are in the spiritual eyesight, how short our eyesight is in the kingdom of God. God knows human nature. What is the human nature? And I see this more and more as I serve God and plant more churches. I see this more and more now, and I begin to understand how God feels. What happened is that in the human nature, immature servant of God, we always depend on our own ability. We depend on our own past education. Especially if you finish from the Bible school, after you get the diploma and graduate, you think, I am graduating now. I finish. I have reached to the maximum. And now I'm going to go out and win the world, shake the world, shake the city for Jesus Christ. I have finished my education. I'm such a great servant of God. And not only that, your friend may come to tell you, wow, you finished MDiv, Master Degree of Theology. 
You know the Bible. You can quote all the scripture. You uh, practice preaching in the classroom. You're such a great speaker. You have so much ability. You know how to use iPad, iPod, and all the website. You know how to research all the scriptures. You're gonna check that nation. You sent out for as a missionary. You're gonna be very successful, and you begin to follow the textbook of Bible school or whatever you learn from the class. How to run the service? How to save people? How to witness? How to make disciple? How to do this? How to do that? You know all the principle because you finish all the classes. But when you go out in real life, God gonna allow. Opposition and difficulties and discouragement to come on your way, so that you begin to realize that you have not graduated yet. Because God wants all of us to continue to learn, continue to grow, and continue to depend on Him every single day. You don't depend on the textbook. You don't depend on what you learn from the class. I did that actually when I first started this church. I went to a lot of pastoral seminar. I have two textbook in my two offices there, lots of textbook, how to do things, and I depend on those textbook. I follow through the procedure that they teach the pastor. But I faced this vision test so many times to make me kneel down and say, "God, I yield now. It's not my ability. It's not that I'm a doctor or neurosurgeon or I'm a smart guy." Go medal student from university. Even though I'm so smart, I can study so fast. I can read the sermon and understand very quickly, but it doesn't help me that much. I need to depend on you, and I need to grow more. I need to be a student, a learner, all the days of my life. There's so many things that the Holy Spirit want to teach me and want to show me. Either through the Bible or by the Holy Spirit, or through circumstances of my life, we learn all the time. Sometimes we learn from good things, and sometimes we learn from hardships, learn from opposition, and the discouragement or disappointments. So that's why, if you notice, there are two kind of minister: the minister or the pastor who drop off in the middle and quit and go into the world, and the minister who pass the test. And pursue and press through the hardship to the point that he will eventually understand the vision of God, overcome, and get promotion from God. So we want to be the second kind of minister that we will pass the test and have a deeper understanding of the spiritual need of people and also the solution or the answer to them that come from God. Way and God purpose, so this vision help us to see needs, answer, and the true purpose and plan of God for that generation. And if we hook up to that, we will run the race and we can win, because we are not doing our own things anymore. We're gonna hook up to the purpose of God and the ways of God. Not only that, this. Test will help us to eventually give glory to God, because after we fail, and fail, and fail, and fail, and face opposition, we will find out that it's not our own ability to get the job done. 
but it's God's grace and God's help that we can overcome and have victory. So eventually, we will all give glory to God. It's very easy for God's servant to be prideful and begin to boast about their ministry. That's the reason why I encourage all the churches that we take care not to use the same name. Because I'm so afraid that if we use the same name, New Hope or something, I'm going to end up to be prideful because I begin to count the number. Yesterday, I listened to a testimony of a brother who came back from Thailand. His friend, a woman friend who moved to Paris and studied in Paris for two years. In France, I don't know Paris or not, in France for two years. He knew this woman very well. This woman was anti-Jesus, big time, always sarcastic, always say something against the Bible and church. And suddenly, she texts him or sends a message on the phone. Do you know Pastor Varun? And he was wondering why. So he said, yes, I am his church member. And he put in the word in that phone, which is a slang in Thai. The slang is greed. This is greed means a woman who like scream to the, like a movie star. Yeah, I mean, and she said, that, wow, like, wow, I want to go to Seattle to meet him. I want to see the real person. And he was shocked. This is the woman who anti-God. And find out that she was invited to the Catholic church and she didn't like it. But she began to want to find God. So she get into the website and find our sermon. And she listened to our sermon and she got saved. And now she changed. She became a new woman. She just like crazy about God and like totally turned around. And when I listen to that, I have to watch my heart that, okay, uh, it's not about me. It's God that is doing the work through the sermon. I have to watch my heart carefully because I can end up being prideful and don't give glory to God. So all the difficulties will help us to be humble and learn that we still have a long way to go. We're still growing in the Lord. Let's look at the story in the Bible in Nehemiah, chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 4. Nehemiah is a servant of God. He was a captive in another land. He served the king. He served the cup to the king. So the king really trusted him for faithfulness that he will not put poison. You know why the king need to have a cup bearer? Because the king doesn't want anybody to put the poison into the cup. So he must use somebody that he trusts very much. But Nehemiah was a Jew. He came from Judah. And at that time, the city of Jerusalem, the temple and the wall of Jerusalem were broken because Babylonian Empire destroyed the country of Judah and put people into captivity. And let's look at what the Bible says about this vision test. Okay? Let's look at Nehemiah chapter 1 from verse 1 to Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 6. We're going to read that from chapter 1 verse 1 to 2, verse 6, maybe you can... The words of Nehemiah, the son of 
Kali. It came to pass in the month of Chislev in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the citadel, the Hanani, one of my brethren came with men from Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity are in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken, and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven, and I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open, that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which have sinned against you. Both my father's house and I have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you command your servant Moses. Remember, I pray the word that you command your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out into the furthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. O Lord, I I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cupbearer, and it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Exterixis, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in his presence before. Therefore the king said to me, Why is your face sad since you are not sick? There is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid and said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lies waste and its gates are burned with fire? Then the king said to me, Why do you request... What do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said to the king, If it pleases the king, and your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Then the king said to me, the queen also sitting beside him, How long will your journey be, and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set a time. This passage of the scripture really show us the spiritual vision of a man named Nehemiah. Who love God. First of all, God revealed to him in his spiritual eyesight that the people of Judah were in trouble. They had spiritual needs. Their needs were that they lacked the place to worship. The city of God, Jerusalem, was destroyed. The temple was gone. The walls were gone. He saw the need. He prayed to God. He get God involved. Everyone say, I get God involved. So the key of serving God is to get Him involved in everything we do by praying, seeking, listening to Him. And then God show Him again more the revelation, the vision. Okay, this is the need, this is a problem. Now God show Him the reason that the Jews were in trouble because they sinned against God. So he began to pray the prayer of repentance. You see, God showed him step by step the spiritual needs, the spiritual problems, why he 
was seeing all the things that God showed him from heaven, spiritual eyesight, the vision. He continued to pray and seek God for direction. And God showed mercy to him because he was so humble. He sought God. He was looking up at God and wanted to get God involved with him. So God showed favor and mercy by working in the heart of the king. The king asked him, "What do you need?" And if you read the scripture a while ago, right away after the king asked, he did not blast with his word out to the king. The Bible says he prayed again before he answered. Wow! Almost every single step of his life, he get God involved by talking to God, and God worked in the heart of the king. The king said, "Okay, I let you go back to build the wall of Jerusalem." This story really clearly see uh, show us that the man named Nehemiah really have spiritual eyesight, and he had the vision of God. He embraced the vision of God, which include the spiritual need of people, the reason why they got into trouble. And how to resolve the need? The answer: talking to the king, go back and build the wall. This is just a story, but it can be applied to today. You need to seek God to see the needs of people. You need to seek God to see the answer for their life. In this process, he faced an opposition. In Nehemiah chapter four. Verses six to ten. So we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored, and the gaps were beginning to be closed. That they became very angry, and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Nevertheless, we make our prayer to our God again. He make his prayer to God again. Every single step, he turned to God and pray. And because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. So he not only pray, he took action. He did something. He did not give up. He did not run away. He not, did not throw in a tower. Then Judah said, "The strength of the laborers is failing, and there is no much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall." Nehemiah faced opposition. It's a test for him to see the deeper need of God's people and the answer from God. He continues to depend on God, depending on God. So this is how God works. He wants all of us to depend on Him all the days of our life, in fulfilling the vision that God gives to all of us. Nehemiah responded in the right way. He did not give up. He did not back off, but he began to fight the spiritual warfare. He would not allow. The enemy to discourage him, but he continued to pray, press in, and seek God answer and solution for the situation. And thank God, 
he finished it. He fulfilled the vision. So this story helps us to understand that we need to settle in our heart when God show us the need of people, the answer, the solution. We're gonna definitely have to seek God and depend on God all the days of our life. We need to pray and ask God for direction every single day, every single step. We need to ask God. And we need to make up our mind once for all. No matter what happened, the reason we have to make that decision is because we're going to face opposition. We're going to face hardship and rejection and the devil is going to send somebody to say something to discourage us or to do something against us. So we need to make the decision once for all that no matter what happened in the surrounding situation, no matter what people say and do, we're going to focus our eyes on God. We're going to keep running the race. We're going to keep hearing from God and have a deeper understanding and vision of what is the next step to move on to fulfill the vision. Maybe the reason God sent opposition in because He wants to show us what is the next step. He wants to show us the solution because we start to be stuck at one level. We need to press through the wall to get through in order to fulfill the vision. We must recognize the problem and find the answer for the problem. We can see two scriptures in the Bible that go in the same direction. One is Jesus Christ and one is from Apostle Paul. Both of them have the similar situation. Both of them were rejected, persecuted, opposed by people, misunderstood, chased out of the city. They both faced a lot of difficulties in both circumstances and people that came against them. So, but look at what they say. John chapter 4, 32 to 34. But Jesus said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Did Jesus determine? No matter what happened, I'm going to fulfill the vision of my Father. No matter what happened, I'm going to continue to run the race. I'm going to finish the work that the Father told me to do. I believe that for some of us, if we face the persecution and opposition or rejection like Jesus, we would have packed the luggage and go and say bye-bye. This is too much. I try to help your guy, but you don't understand me. You even talk bad about me. Call me Belzobob, the god of flies. You always say something bad to me. I'm going to give up now. I pack up my luggage and go home. I believe some of us may feel that way, but Jesus never gave up. There will be some opposition. There will be some misunderstanding. Apostle Paul, the same thing. No matter what happened, he faced shipwrecks, snake bit him. He faced persecution, so many rejection from people, but he never stopped serving the master. Acts chapter 26, verse 19. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Paul saw the needs of people. Paul saw the answer through Jesus. He wrote the Bible, or actually all the 
letter that he wrote to the church, we can learn a lot that God showed him or revealed to him the answer for God's people, and he never gave up in running the race for Jesus Christ. He finished the course. He fight a good fight of faith to the end. I know emotionally, by the flesh sometimes it's not easy to keep running. It's the flesh always say give up, quit, bye bye. But we need to understand that is the test of God to help us to run to the end and to help us to understand. Sometimes God allow difficulty happen so that we can pray, and then God begin to show. This is what you need to do. This is the next step. I finished with the lesson. Now I want to give you my personal testimony. At the beginning, God just told me to start a church in 1987-1988. That's all I know. Start a church, evangelize, make disciple. So I did everything routine like all the pastor would do: follow up, make disciple, writing the lesson, sermon. Blah 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 blah. Running the care group. I just did the routine thing that what the pastor should have done. After a while, I begin to face a lot of opposition from people around me, especially those that I love, like my own family members, my close Thai friend in the in the city start to oppose me, talk bad about me. My own family began to ridicule me and sarcast me and left me. That I lost friend. I began to be shaken. That wow, this is not easy, as I thought. I thought it's going to be a piece of cake, but I began to pray and seek God, and God allowed that happen for many years. I tried everything. I learned from the textbook of the movement, from the new nomination. I did everything, still never work, because I was still prideful. I thought I'm a smart guy. I'm a neurosurgeon. I will. I study fast. I understand lesson very fast. I have good memory. I can memorize the sermon. I can do anything. But eventually, by 1995, I began to kneel, kneel down and say, "God, this is not this is not working. Something is missing." Then God began to show me deeper vision. You need the fire of the Holy Spirit. You need the work of the Holy Spirit. Then I began to press in to seek the fire. You see, the vision get bigger. That the church need the Holy Spirit, so He expanded my spiritual insight and understanding. After that, God told me to go to Thailand to start to plant church. So everything went well for maybe two or three years. Suddenly, the church that we depended on began to turn their back on me, which is like big shock because I need to depend on kind of good sized church to run the race in Thailand. I need a group of people there. So when they turn around, I begin to pray again. God, what's going on here? I mean, He led me from building church, fire, plant church, reaching to the nation, but I face opposition again. My own disciple that I built turned his back against me. So when that happened, I begin to pray, and God show me next step: the needs and the answer for people. At that time. God show me you need to really seriously produce lesson MP3 series sent to Thailand, seriously sent to all the pastor, and produce written paper that no one can complain anymore that we don't have enough lesson. Because at that generation, I didn't take serious about 
producing lesson to pastor, and I never produce written lesson either. I just send, I just here and there. Then all these pastor began to go to listen to other preacher that go against the fire and against the casting out demon. So division happened in the group because they listened to two messages. So I changed, I improved the ministry by producing a lot of lesson. So you see, God allowed things to happen to improve, to to find the answer for the needs of people. God want to show me His purpose for Thailand. You listen to the testimony about a Thai woman, a Thai student in France. That is the outcome of what I obey God in year two. I think this happened in year two thousand nine. That that church turned against me. Then at that time, I begin to. Put all the sermon and website, podcast, everything, because I find out that people need to go the same direction if we want to move the church together. So I need to produce a lot of teaching material so that people would think the same way. Lately, definitely, I'm sold out for the file of God. I'm sold out for the teaching. But lately, God even showed me more how important the ministry of teaching. We need to pray more how we're gonna get the teaching out. To the next generation, to the lost world. I just faced a situation last week that I tried to send very good teaching to a group of people in a country, and I got the email back. The response is, "My leader doesn't agree with you, and some of the people are mad at you because your teaching is too extreme." When I read the email, I was a little bit kind of disturbed. So I send the picture back that your church have 20 member. Look at me, I standing in front of 1,000 people. What are you talking about? Your leader is, has only 20 members. I was standing in front of 1,000 people who has proven the ministry. Just show them that if my teaching is wrong, why 1,000 of people come and get saved and get touched and get delivered? So somebody must be wrong. Either I'm wrong or you're wrong. <laughs> That's my message. But right away, when I pray, God showed me that, Son, do you know that how much my people in the body of Christ are so hurt, are so deceived, lack the knowledge, and have been taken advantage by the devil because they don't have the good teaching? And my heart just kind of crying out, God, wow, it's true that people are sick, people are poor, people are... In demo, uh, demonized people, family are having problems in the churches everywhere. And one of the reasons, son, he talked to me, because they lack good teaching. And that even stirred me up more to see the need of God's people in this generation. More even passion to produce teaching, good teaching for people. Definitely, I cannot force people to listen, but at least we try the best to put sermon in the website, we now produce YouTube in Japanese. We try to produce lesson to because I see it. in the past I just teach the Bible just because I'm a pastor. I need to teach the Bible. Yeah, my job teaching the Bible. Try to produce different series. But now I can hear the heart of God pumping. Poop, 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 poop. Son, I look from heaven and I see all these people. They're in trouble because they don't, they receive wrong teaching. They receive incomplete gospel. They were deceived by tradition and religion. They, they miss a lot. 
son have that passion to be my representative on earth to teach them. You see, God let some bad thing happen to me. The rejection, the sarcastic word in the email to wake me up that this is the condition of most churches in the world. I give you example today. I just got the email that the pastor is hesitant to have the file of God because we want order in the church. I pull out a lot of scripture and email back right away. Do you know what order mean? Because in Jesus' meeting. There are loud noise. Demon come out. People shake. People fall down. Philip meeting. Demon cry out out loud. Paul meetings. Order doesn't mean no no noise. Quiet. Nothing happen. But order mean God is a leader. The pastor listen to the Holy Spirit. Everyone else submit and follow the flow of the Holy Spirit. There is no such thing that. Five people lead the meeting at the same time. I want to shout something. I want to prophesy right now. I don't care. Another person stand up and prophesy right now. Everyone prophesies at the same time. There is no respect to the top leadership. That's what I email back. I say, order mean divine order of God's leading with the top leader leading the meeting and everything in order. But it doesn't mean it's quiet. And nothing happened. You come into the gasoline station. You leave the gasoline station without oil, without gas. You come to the hospital, leave the hospital, and still sick another ten years. You need healing. You need result, and result will come with some noise, with some, <laughs> some action. So people in the body of Christ totally interpret the word order in the wrong way. Mean quiet, nothing happened. So I have to explain in the email, and I even see, wow. God's people, even pastor who finished from Bible school, need the good teaching from somebody who have the revelation from God. I can hear the heart burden of God for this generation. That how God feels about the church today. You see, God allow all this happen to have us to have a deeper spiritual insight to see the need, the answer, and the purpose of God. You can. Feel that your your head is in the heart of God and hear His heartbeat, how He feels. You can identify with His feeling, the passion of God burn on the inside of you. And I can identify with Nehemiah, maybe in a different calling, different way. But we need to hook up to God's revelation and vision in order to serve God successfully and. To the end. Okay, so I hope this lesson helped you. That's why I say this lesson cannot be taught on Sunday. It's too deep to for only people who want to serve God. Please don't give up when you face opposition. Pray and find the way to do it. God will show you the answer, the solution. Adjust yourself and ask God for wisdom, and don't give up. Actually, when I read that email, I almost. Say bye bye, but when I read this sermon again this morning, I laugh. I say, God, you allow me to teach this one to remind me, Amen. don't give up, because I almost give up to that situation and say, okay, it's your problem. Bye bye. I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I try to offer you a good thing, and you they say no. I mean, it's too bad. But I need to. 
persist and find the answer. And last night we went to the care group and we learned about labor in prayer. Oh, very convicting. So I need to pray more for this nation and city that I may not pray enough for people. And I ask you to pray for the mission, pray for our ministry because. I'm so busy producing lesson, MP3, editing, so I don't have enough time to pray. But I need your support to really pray and knock and knock and knock to see the breakthrough in Thailand, in Germany, in Switzerland, and Norway. Now I got invited to to Norway, and yeah, and you know, so we need to pray for Japan, for Laos, and members need to help praying to breakthrough. Like Nehemiah, we need the prayer. We need to have a breakthrough in our church, in our care group. Pray, 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 and ask God for the deeper insight and understanding and solution. Yeah. Okay. I believe that this lesson will help you to stand firm and look at this opposition as a blessing to go deeper in the vision of God. Okay. Let us pray, and then we can answer question. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us through the life of Nehemiah, and to show us your ways and your purpose. Lord, help your people who listen to this teaching to wake up and have the spirit like Nehemiah, seeking God, praying to God, seeking to have the clear spiritual eyesight. To be able to understand the needs of people, the answer, the solution, the purpose, the ways, and the will of God for the ministry that you call us to do, whether children ministry, the youth ministry, campus ministry, care group ministry, planting church, pastoral evangelism, worship, whatever we do, Father. Help us to have a clearer understanding and vision of what you want to do. Help us to be people that have a clear spiritual eyesight, Lord. We know, Lord, that we cannot depend on our own ability, our own education, but we need to depend on you. Help us to be tenacious, not to give up easily, but to we'll press in and be a prayer warrior. All the days of our life, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in Your name, I lift to You this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by Your only Son. Bring me Your tired.
Spirit, please descend on me. I long for your touch, your energy. I want to be reborn into loving arms. Lend your grace, please, Lord. Hear my song.